0: Welcome in the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, or Spotify, or any of the others. Also on Dash Radio, download Dash Radio. On your app store, then search for Nothing But Net. That's the channel we're on every single night at 7 p.m. The Five Reasons YouTube channel. Royal Shepherd hosts posts up on 5R every single game or after every single game. He's on there right now, unless you're listening to this tomorrow, in which case you can catch the replay. Also, sports.com Make sure you spell that out F. I-V-E, reasonsports.com. Brady Hawk with the latest takeaways. We want you to support our sponsors. I was actually at the game tonight. Not necessarily a great experience from a heat perspective, but you can get Biscayne Bay Brewing. That's right, the official beer of the Five Reasons Sports Network and of the Miami Marlins. Also, you can find it at the arena when you're at heat games. Make sure you ask for it at any of your local convenience stores, your big supermarket chains like Whole Foods or Publix, or at your favorite restaurants. And now tonight's episode one two
1: three four five on the floor
2: welcome to five on the floor a daily show on the miami heat and the nba featuring ethan skolnick with alex toledo and greg sylvander part of the five reason sports network
1: welcome back to five on the floor I am your host, Greg Sylvander. With me uh, live from the AAA is Alex Toledo. And um, Ethan Skolnick is not with us tonight. Uh, we are coming off the heels of a disappointing Miami Heat game, we'll say. Uh, 127-113 loss to the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, we're going to, you know, unpack, you know, some of what we saw tonight um, and, and get into that. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that as we start this out, I just want to level set, you um, I guess ground, it would be better stated to ground ourselves in a little bit of reality in that when I looked at the schedule for May um, and, I lo- and I looked at the remaining games, really the Dallas game, one of the two Boston games, and then depending on if Philly and Milwaukee are playing for anything, those were the ones that I circled on the May schedule. And I said, eh, those may not be ones that we can get. And I still think that he'd have a path to the 4-5 or seed. So not much damage was done tonight, but there were trends that are concerning. No Jimmy, obviously. Uh, Bam and uh, the lack of shot attempts, giving up the threes. But before I start to unpack all that, um, Alex, like just from your perspective there in the arena, uh, I'd love to hear what your takeaways from the game were.
2: Yeah, I mean, you went over a few of them there. Like, I just think tonight, you know, as much as they tried in that first quarter and as much as Gabe Vincent tried to make shot after shot at the end there to bring it back when they were down 25 or whatever, uh, they just didn't really have enough tonight. And I know Spo would hate to hear that, but, like, they, they really tried their ass off on defense, I feel, in that first, second quarter. You got some guys to make threes that usually don't hit that many. I'm specifically talking about Trevor Ariza here. Like, he, he hit Luca with his own move that, that step back and it was contested and he hit it in his face. He ended up hitting four threes tonight. So that's good. But outside of that, like there was just not a lot of offense to like activate the fact that their defense was good. Like it, it, you're just kind of playing defense for no reason. And after a certain point, like they just ran out of gas, they didn't have enough tonight. And I'm not even making excuses for them. I'm just trying to, I feel like describe accurately what we saw out here tonight. They just didn't have enough on offense, you know, Uh, Goran like I said is still a good player but he just doesn't get to the rim at will anymore and there wasn't a lot of rim pressure tonight at all like Bam had some attempts that look good like that you'd like to see from him but him only taking 10 shots tonight and by the way that's two or three shots under his season average uh, it's just not good like there's no excuses for it right like we can come on here and talk about how they don't have enough guards especially with Jimmy Oladipo and Tyler out that can actually feed Bam and maybe you know beat their defender and find bam for an easy dunk in the paint but and 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 that's part of it that's part of why he doesn't get those attempts up because the the offense is set up to kind of optimize everybody else and that's why bam is so valuable but at the same time there's no balance if kendrick nunn and duncan robinson are each taking like six more shots than your max player there needs to be more of a balance bam should have Honestly, he should have been a lot more aggressive attacking the rim tonight. That's where I was, I was really disappointed in him. And I just think it's not all on him, but it, it's disappointing to see that, that we had to, you know, have this conversation again.
1: Yeah, no, you're, you're right about that. And, and I know that he Twitter is not being kind to Bam for the lack of aggression. And,
2: uh, you know, like I, He I does post- everything else at an A+. Plus. It's, it can be frustrating.
1: No, for sure. And like, you know, I posed the question of like, you know, he was approaching a triple double and the game was out of reach when I tweeted it. um And I said, like, would we rather him be like, for lack of a better way, just for explanatory purposes, like, would we rather he be Carl Anthony Towns, where we can count on him for 31, but like, there's a lot of big holes in his game otherwise? Or would we rather have a guy who just needs to embrace this Particular alpha aspect of his offensive game. And we know um, who Jimmy
2: would rather have. This is very
1: true. Um, So I guess maybe that's why I subconsciously chose that example. But it's just an interesting thing for him. And I think that, like, we as bystanders and onlookers often underrate how hard it is to go from a player who makes everybody better and does all the little things and is kind of that utility knife to all of a sudden have to become like the alpha score because like alpha score stuff, like it's not just shot attempts. Like it's the way you grab the ball and where you get it and what you look to do immediately and like how you make your reads and stuff like that. And I just think BAM is programmed to do certain things, certain ways. And it's so complimentary to everyone else on the team, but on nights like tonight, obviously like people are looking for the the 41 point BAM game and it just didn't happen tonight. But um, like I, I guess I want to go in another direction because you started to hit on like what was missing from this game. No Tyler, no Depot. I think this was a really great example of when Jimmy is out, why they need, like they can't go into next season with the same type of roster. They need a player that can create offense, and it's just so abundantly clear. So I think you make a great point there. Kendrick Nunn didn't have a great game, but but I want to stop here, and that is that with Jimmy out. You essentially, the wings you're plugging in are Iguadala and KZ Akpala. They combine for, what is it here, 42 minutes and two points. Um, and we're not looking at them for a ton of scoring, but I, I do want to, I guess, Alex, I want to get your thoughts on Iguadala's decline in the last couple of weeks. And like, do we think he can... Flip a switch and at least be a contributor as the playoffs come because it doesn't look like KZ is going to be able to do that at all. So if like both of those guys are um, offensively non-functional, I just feel like it's going to be tough to close with Iggy and Iggy was such a closer last year.
2: Yeah, the, that last part, 100%, and I'm 100% there with you. Like, he's not a closer anymore, unless, you know, he's having one of these games. And I've got to say, he's had these games a little bit more often than I would have thought in the regular season where he hits multiple threes. But you obviously, you can't count on that. Like, he, he might do that every now and then. But outside of that, like, Ariza is just the better player at this point. I don't even think it's really a conversation. And you know me, I, I've been banging the table for Iguodala over the past couple of seasons just because I think they've needed guys like him, even though, like, what you were you, what you were kind of saying there him and KZ were just completely offensive zeros like they're both out there competing on defense they're both different types of good defensive players but you know that you're going to get you know stable defense from them and they're they're, they're both like trying their ass off in the zones and the traps and trying to kind of execute everything that Spo is asking of them to do but when you have these guys we're just complete offensive zeros it can get ugly and that's exactly what happened tonight like you could only defend so much if your team just cannot get any type of offensive rhythm going like the two go hand in hand and like it just completely went the other way for the heat tonight and I do think Iguodala can can be a nice contributor for them in the playoffs as long as we're talking about something under 20 minutes a game probably more like 15-17 minutes a game at most like I don't know I just think like he can still help them with the things that he does but this show is
0: sponsored by BetterHelp. to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat.
2: He needs to be a guy who plays with actual shot creators on the floor, and that ends up kind of being the deal with a lot of the players on this team, I feel like. I just think, like, you take away Jimmy, without even talking about Tyler and Depot, who are obviously shot creators to a certain extent. Like, you take away Jimmy from this team, and everything looks completely out of sorts. Like you said, like, Bam is the obvious one we pick on to to step up, and he should because we know that he can score more if he actually looked to it, but the rest of this team is not really capable of stepping up that much, you know, as hard as they try, right? Like Kendrick is not really a, a pick and roll shot creator who can get stuff done for, for others. Goron has declined in that aspect because like I said before, he can't get to the rim as much and beat guys. And, you know, it comes down to everybody hitting their threes or not. And it, it's tough, man. Like. I think that's why we're pounding the table for so much for Bam to step up as a scorer, but he's just clearly not there yet. I don't know what the answer is here. Really. I just think they're missing another high level shot creator.
1: Yeah, no, you're right about that. And something, um, and we're going to pivot off the Bam talk because I don't want to pile on him because that's my dude, my favorite player in the league. And I still believe that he's going to reach that no ceiling potential. I'm not giving up on that. And I know Alex, you aren't either, but, but, but before we go, Oh, One last thing on band. Uh, Look at me. I'm about to just shift gears. You know what it felt like to me? And I mentioned this to you pre-show. Um, he had a couple of possessions where he got on Luca early and like, it wasn't when the game was out of reach at all. If I remember correctly, the heat may even have been up, um, maybe not, but Luca hit uh, a crazy like fadeaway step back kind of shot in the mid range area. Um, you know, I'm not great at articulating and describing these plays. And then he had a fall away three from like deep and Bam was yeah. right in his grill. And you know, like, if you think about this entire season, how many people have like dotted Bam out of bio's eye? Like, not that many dudes, you know what I mean? So there was almost a part of the lack of aggression and the timid nature with which he played the rest of the game that, that I had a hard time not connecting the dots to like him being a little on his heels, seeing Luca do that to him. And, you know, I may be reading too much into it, but that was something that I saw. And, uh, and then that just combined with being out on the perimeter as much as he is Uh, It's just a, it's it's an interesting season for Bam because we're expecting things that I don't know that necessarily Eric Spolstra has written up on the blackboard as an expectation for him yet. So before we end on the final segment, I want to tell you guys about one of our great sponsors, and that is Prize Picks, PrizePicks.com. Also the app that you can download. So this was something that was introduced to me. via ethan and it's daily fantasy sports uh where you can pick over and unders on your favorite players throughout the league and you can do it on their total fantasy score so like points rebounds assists Three pointers made all added up together. You can pick over and under, or you can pick single stats. So, like if you think Jimmy Butler's gonna score more than 21 and a half points against Minnesota later this week, you could choose over under there. You stack those together, choose multiple players from multiple games and win money. It's super easy. I was getting burned out with fantasy sports, to be frank um and like season log nba basketball is not really that fun so this is like a really cool spin on it it's something where you can you know pick new players each day win money double your money there's lots of different ways to do it so please check out prize picks download the app go to prizepicks.com sign up use the promo code five uh you will get a bonus uh double your deposit up to a hundred dollars Uh, So definitely check out PrizePicks.com. a great sponsor and partner of the five reasons sports network back to our regularly scheduled program I want to not really do standings talk because like I don't want our listeners to fall asleep in the middle of this, but I just want to acknowledge something and we're going to kind of close on this note that although. The heat loss tonight. And as I started the podcast, I said that I kind of expected this game to be a loss from, from the beginning of looking at may they lost no ground. They're still in the sixth seed. They're a half game behind Atlanta. I think Atlanta could be caught. New York still has the West coast trip that, uh, you know, I think they got Phoenix in a couple of days. I'm super excited to see the Knicks against Phoenix. So Um, really these two games against Boston, we are really boiling down to the fact that the plane is going to come down to those two games against Boston. Uh, Alex, I'm going to start and maybe even end with you here with the Jalen Brown ankle thing. And obviously it looks like Kemba and Tatum are going to be good to go. Um, Do you think Miami has to get both games in Boston to avoid the plan? Or do you think that they can split there and still take care of business and get in?
2: think they can split and still get in, but you're right. Like I hadn't even really thought about what you said just now that it's gotten dangerously close to that scenario. Like they're the Celtics are hovering right below the the heat right there in that seventh spot. And the he could be right back there. Like it just might come down to those two games, especially when you're talking about if you if you have to go to tiebreakers too. Like that's another thing there. Uh, like I said, they can split and and, and still stay out of the playing, but it's just getting tough. Like the Knicks have, have kind of created a little bit of distance between the heat. I don't know if I have the correct standings that I know it always takes a little bit, uh, after the game to update, but it looks like the heater, a game behind the Hawks now. So they need to start racking up some wins here. Like I think, uh, it's really, I mean, how many games they have left at this point? Seven, seven. Like, correct, man. You hope that Jimmy Butler comes back because I really don't want to see this team play without him. I mean, maybe ever again, but, <laughs> but, tonight really just kind of put me in a in a bad place because like it's right back to what you saw right it's just a lack of offense you know a lack of uh putting your best player who's on the floor in the best positions like i think you saw one or two times tonight where duncan screened for for bam below the arc and i i just don't understand how you can stop that if you're the defense and i i don't understand why they don't run it more and hopefully spo does run it more because i'm obviously not anywhere qualified near qualified to be talking about what plays he should or shouldn't run, but it just feels like a gimme every single time they run it. So I I would love to see Bam put in more positions to score and, you know, maybe that'll win them some of these games because we're at this point now with seven games left where it's like, if they keep doing what they've been doing this whole season, they might just end up in the play-in.
1: Yeah, no, do they deserve to. (laughs)
2: That's another conversation.
1: Right. I mean, it's almost like a situation where, um, like that would be the ultimate feat to the fire, you know, all the games they do for
2: them to end up there. Like, oh man.
1: Right. And so, so like, as we, I'm, we're going to run down the schedule and then we'll close here. So they got Minnesota this coming Friday. I think it's a super, um, although like, I, I I don't like having multiple days between games as a fan. Um, it's good for Jimmy to get hydrated and get ready to go for Minnesota. We owe them one. So I, I feel like that they're, that that game is a win. And then we do the Boston game. thing, the, the Sunday, Tuesday, Boston stuff. That's going to be like as big as it gets. And it's really, it'll be interesting to see how Philly and Milwaukee finish those last two games. If Miami is pivoting and looking like they're going to, uh, get that six seed Milwaukee may shut their guys down because they don't want to you know show anything prior to the playoffs that's one scenario um, and then Philly obviously if they can lock stuff up so I just feel like there's the the good thing about tonight is that although Dallas uh, thumped Miami it felt bad the heat looked like they had chances they were up 11 early. Um, They ultimately didn't really lose ground in the way that the other teams have been playing. They still have the opportunity to control their own destiny. So I shall end this podcast by remaining the sunshine pumping culture, Don, that uh, I have been anointed on Twitter probably unnecessarily and say that the heat will be just fine. Everybody have a good night.
2: Thank you for
0: listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network.